This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions, and you should be thankful. Hello and welcome back to 5050 Chairs, the amazing, humorous, and interesting uh, podcast where we each tell stories to the other. Um, one of them is a truth, and one of them is a lie, and then the other one has to guess which one is the truth. Um, I'm your host, Chaz. I'm your host, Evan. I'm the first 50. And I'm the other half of that 50, Janos. <laughs> And together you almost make a whole person. That's um, wait, no, you just that's seventy five. If you're half of the fifty, oh no. <laughs> you're twenty five. <laughs> We're only seventy five percent present today. <laughs> See, we we talked about this. There's there's different there's different math that is done in America than in Europe. You're right. So. You're right. <laughs> actually, that's a um, speaking of twenty five to fifty. That is actually going to come up in uh, one of my stories. Uh, okay, so why don't you start with? I don't know that. what that means. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, you want me to start with that one? Yeah. Which one is that? Uh, that is the board game one. Okay. Wait, you're so... doing board games? Yeah. Yeah, we're so... doing board games, baby. Okay, yeah. Interesting. So Janusz and I are both going to tell Chaz here uh, a story, a story of um, <laughs> a story of a failed board game. Um, okay. Oh, one of us has What's told a, a devious, devious, devilish, devious lie, <laughs> a devious and devilish lie, <laughs> and one of us has told you a devious and devilish truth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'll begin. Um, we are going yeah. to try to have Chaz experience botherations. <laughs> I am always experiencing botherations but let's go over the scoreboard for a second before we start so that all of our listeners are up to date on the standings of this of the meta game that is happening here uh it's one all it's yeah we all have one everyone gets one point for guessing the uh correct story Uh, hopefully that'll change this week and it will be charlotte winning and everyone else losing sure Um, I was just going to say this also means that all of us have been tricked at least once. That's true. Let's see uh, if it continues. Shall I begin? <laughs> yes. Okay. <clears throat> the year, 1989. The objective, buy a fun evening activity for your family and friends. The game, Trump. The game. Have you ever wanted to play Monopoly, but with larger numbers, and it's crueler, and you get to look at Donald Trump's face on the box? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then Milton Bradley Company has the game for you. You and two to three of your closest, soon-to-be former friends must buy and sell, get this, properties in an attempt to, you'll never believe it, make money, and the winner is the person who, spoiler, has the most money at the end of the game. Now, you may be wondering why a game, as tried and true as a harder, more esoteric, and less enjoyable version of one of the most popular board games of the 20th century wasn't an immediate success, selling only 800,000 of its planned 2 million produced copies. I I imagine you are wondering that right now. Uh, I am wondering that, yes. when it retailed for only $25 in 1989, which, adjusted for inflation, is a steal at 2020's version of $53. And and, get this, Donald Trump himself promised that all of the profits would be donated to charities to benefit cerebral palsy and AIDS research, as well as homeless people. Although, maybe we shouldn't be so sure about the verity of those claims, considering the Milton Bradley executives were unaware that this was happening when he announced it, and Trump never produced receipts or records to back up this claim, and there's been no substantiation to this having happened. So, Classic move. Who knows? It would be a bit of a stain on his record, if we're being honest. So by 1990, they realized it was a flop, which may have been due to it being overcomplicated, considering it's about high-level finance, and the rulebook was 12 actual pages long. However, in 2004, after Trump raised his profile again with the TV show The Apprentice, the game was re-released by Parker Brothers, who had originally declined to produce the game in 1989, but after 14 years and a tremendous failure to show, 
decided to take it. <laughs> decided to take a second swing at the apple, you know? Um, so they updated the game, simplifying it and adding Trump's you're fired catchphrase. They priced it at, get this, $25 because Donald Trump super understands how economies change over time. Uh, so whether it's 1989 and your slogan is it's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you win, or it's 2004 <laughs> and your slogan is it takes brains to make millions. It takes Trump to make billions. You're still, unfortunately, going to lose and make significantly less than billions on it. Huh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we're keeping up the clown motive from episode <laughs> one. Am I right? God fucking damn it. <laughs> oh, man. You owned that guy. Mm. Absolutely. Classic Trump move. He will resign as soon as he hears this. <laughs> I've been owned on a podcast. I couldn't take it. That's him. Yeah, that sounds exactly That's like exactly him. Sounds, sounds exactly like, like him. Hold on, hold on. I was Let really me, confused wanna... for a second that you invited Donald Trump into this podcast. <laughs> I've never done a Trump voice. Hold on, let me... Do it, do it, wanna... do it. Everyone let quiet. Me, let me quiet. let him oh, inhabit my great. spirit. Shh, everyone, uh, be quiet, be quiet. Hello, it's me, Mr. Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, okay, that's the best I can do. Oh, that was weird. Um, very, it was... Uh, wow, that was perfect. Very, very sad, very sad people, very, very sick, very sick people. Yeah, there we go. That was, it's remarkable because it's not like, it's not like Trump is here, but it's like Chaz is gone. Like, it's definitely a different person and a, a very, very worry, worryingly American uh, in how, yeah. how uh, that was, I mean, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. And I feel like if you just want to be that character and sort of tweak it a little bit, yeah. I feel like there's a, there's a future in that for you. Well, I think so. As I've said before, I can do at least six diff uh, distinct character voices. Okay, um, what are they? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can do Cockney Child. Okay. Um, which you is like, hello, hello, Giza, it's me, Mr. Timmy from the factory. Oh, no, I've got coal in me lungs. Okay, um, what's number two? <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> two is um, uh, someone from... The importance of being earnest. Where she? What's her name? Lady Bracknell. You know where she's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Uh, I hello, read that. hello, my handbag, please, sir. Don't knock my luggage about like that. That valise cost fifty pounds. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Number three. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> this is so much pressure. Um. Hey, you said it. <laughs> yeah, Do but people don't normally voice. challenge me. Yeah. Oh, spoilers in voice. Hello and welcome to BBC Four. I hope you're enjoying our um, wonderful piece on how much we love J.K. Rowling. As you know, she is a beloved treasure of the British Empire. Coming up next is the shipping forecast. Yeah, I love how they. I love how they wrote um into the teleprompter. Uh, what's number four? Uh, <laughs> Do George R. Martin. Oh, George R. Martin. Okay. Um. Uh, hello, it's me, George. I'm just here to tell you that I really love Tyrion as a character. I like the way he uh he he talks about his um many conquests, but you know he is my uh most ambiguous character for sure. Um, <laughs> I've never heard him speak, so I'm gonna assume that's pretty he good. Sounds exactly like that. Um, number perfect. five it's is obviously Donald Trump. Yeah, which my which was my Donald Trump uh, voice as previously previously then you just want to give people another taste of that uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> hello it's me donald trump uh yeah uh i love trump tower it's very cool i like to make loads of money uh except i don't because i actually lost it at all please don't talk to me about my finances okay <laughs> and number six this is uh, your okay. last one so make uh, it a good one shit okay um the success of the po this podcast really depends on this character voice, Chaz. Honestly, so. if if you can prove that you can do six characters, <laughs> that's going to be big for us. Oh, what's another one? But if you um, can't, this show is canceled. Regular okay. Hank Azaria over here. Well, who is also canceled. What's another so. character? I can't think oh, yeah, of another that's character that's real and exists. Um, um, crank up the Welsh. Like, could you, could you do... Is there like a Welsh-specific character oh, that you do? Oh yeah, do your Welsh Jamie Lannister. 
Oh, hello, it's me, Jamie Lannister. I'm going to the gold mine to get some gold. Oh, please don't call me the Kingslayer. <laughs> All right, that's six. Hell yeah. Thank six you. Six voices. All Employ right. Me as voice actor. Hey, um. hey you want to hear my Donald Trump impression? I'm yes, really working absolutely. on this one. Yeah. And then I want to hear your other five. <laughs> okay, so here's my Donald Trump impression. Okay. Kofifi. Oh, <laughs> shit. You got Ooh. him. Ooh. Uh, All right, should I do my story? My name's yes, Donald Trump, please. and I'm resigning again because of Janosch. <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, right, do so your okay. story. Board, do fair your... board game story. <laughs> <laughs> what do we want from a good board game? Fun. Fun. Excitement. Yeah, that's Nudity. It. Nudity. A healthy mix between... Luck and skill. I actually, for some reason, I mistyped this as love and skill, but I definitely <laughs> wanted to write luck and skill. Okay. <laughs> see, where you're, see where your head's at on this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, according to Nathan and Gabriel Carpenter, the answer to this is recreating a real-life tragedy. The Carpenter brothers started a Kickstarter for the Manson Family Happy Hour in 2015. <sighs> a game which, according to their pitch... Let's you play as one of the 12 people involved in the Manson family murders, including Charles Manson, Leslie Van Houten, Roman Polanski, or Sharon Tate. Play out the infamous murders, or change the course of history in this tense, irreverent home invasion game. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, from the concept art of this Kickstarter, this looks like a fairly normal board game. It kind of, it kind of looks like Clue. Uh, there's mm. like a layout of yeah. um, of uh, Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate's house, uh, and there's figures resembling the people, and then there's cards that involve like uh, actual references to the Manson family murders. But I don't need uh, to tell you this. This was obviously in very bad taste. Yeah. Um. um yeah. Okay. Continue. <laughs> And in fact, uh, this article I found from BuzzFeed titled 10 Horrible Kickstarters uh, also described this as an awfully misguided attempt at irreverence and political incorrectness, which doesn't seem to offer much besides shock value. So it's no surprise that this Kickstarter failed. It didn't even reach like half of its uh, $32,000 stretch goal. Uh, I guess... 32000 it's yeah, you know. Wait, thirty thirty two thousand. It costs money to make like uh, figures and like mm. high quality paper. I don't know why they would true. want to put like, it in this project. You're doing a bunch of them, right? Like, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would like, uh, you know, backers would have gotten like shipped a physical copy of the game. Obviously, I didn't reach it. Although there were like some people commenting how this is. Uh, this is very epic and um they're not wrong yeah <laughs> it is pretty epic it's it's a classic south park humor you know yeah uh so yeah this this was a failure I, once again very uh very misguided idea of what is fun although i i think this uh like if if i had to judge this um this kickstarter attempt it's it kind of reflects on that, um, you know, post the success of Cards Against Humanity. And I think they made another game called Secret Hitler, like from the same people. Like yeah. that, that era of games where like political incorrectness and, oh, we're, we're horrible people who enjoy this. <laughs> haha, was like, was like really big. However, I will want to point out that it's interesting to note that, um, Quentin Tarantino seems to have taken this approach and turned it into a similarly distasteful movie. <laughs> I was wondering when that was going to come up. No, I think it's cool that he just randomly put it in his fun movie. It's great. It's fine. It's, you know, I, you know what I love about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? And Nothing. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good movie or not. The really it's good not poster. <laughs> There's a super distasteful Bruce Lee scene. Like, what the fuck was that? What? Why is there a Bruce Lee scene? Hollywood. 
because he was alive at that time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So he put oh, in an actor right. playing Bruce Lee and he made his like the protagonist of his movie beat the shit out of him. That's at fighting. Okay. That just seems unreal. That's epic. Which is, you know, very respectful to 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 uh, an actor who diseased very early because he overworked himself and brought like martial arts movies to America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super okay. influenced our culture, but probably got probably got his ass beat by a white guy. But has yeah. he has he contributed as much to culture as amazing directed Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it weren't for Quentin Tarantino, do you think that um, feetpicks.com, the feet wiki, would have <laughs> feet, gotten... Wiki feet. Yeah, yeah wiki feet mm-hmm. would have gotten its like original backing? I think not. And so, No, but it has enough community support that it would have existed anyway, probably. <laughs> yeah. That's, Without Quentin... <laughs> I, I was going to say Quarantino. Without Quentin Tarantino... <laughs> no, it's Quarantino. Quarantino. Without Quarantino, the fucking Boondock Saints wouldn't have gotten made. So, do you know how many white actors got the chance to say the N word in the 21st century because of him? And you're just gonna throw that away? Act like that's not important. What a great loss to society that would have been. (laughs) Okay, questions. Yes, questions for the authors. Okay, Evan, you said the Trump game is still in print, so it's. Is it still uh, no, being made? no, no, no! It's not still in. Pre- Sorry, it's like a collector's item now. It came back in two thousand four, but then mm. it also was a failure. Then, okay, so it no longer exists. That makes sense. Yeah, like you, I think um, you could probably get it on on what like eBay or whatever. But okay, Janos. Yes. How is this game work? Is it you saying it's a card game or like a board game? No, it's like, like a board it... game and there's like some cards that make you do things like you have to draw cards and uh, like you have a die and instead of one of the numbers, like I think it goes from two to six. And if you instead of the one, you have to draw a card that is going to do something okay. like. OK, that's interesting. Both of these sound like they're real um, is the problem, which I know is the point of this game, but <laughs> Thank you for proving the thesis. I think that... Hmm. I think hmm. that the Trump one is real. I think the Charlie Manson one isn't real, but the Trump one is real. Okay. And that's your final answer? Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, uh, originally produced in 1989 and reproduced in 2004, the Trump board game is... 100% real. Nice. Yes. Amazing. I thought so. I think it was just that um, the Manson Family Happy Hours is not a good name for a board game, which I knew was... <laughs> <laughs> Trump knew colon the a... game, though, is pretty <laughs> Trump solid. Trump the game is very bad. Yeah, I mean, that's stupid enough to be a game, though. Games, you know... Well, then now that I see the cover, it, cover of it, it seems familiar. <laughs> Yeah, and I also feel like I've seen it or heard about it at one point. Maybe. Yeah, pro- pro- prob- probably. Trump uh, board game. Yeah. Also, I could definitely believe in the um, coming back in 2004 thing. That seemed very <laughs> realistic. Yeah. You know, in um in the UK version of The Apprentice, okay, with Alan Sugar. Yeah, with Alan Sugar. Um, he, used to deliber- he used to deliberately shit himself during the show to, like... <laughs> upset people because they couldn't say anything and he would yell at them if they mentioned it um so it's a normal show for normal people Uh, (laughs) i'm putting in the transition music right here okay um which which topic are we doing good i mean whatever one isn't mine okay rubbish dump story okay oh rubbish Rubbish said, dump, garbage rabbit dump. stump. Garbage. Oh, garbage. Okay. <laughs> I was like, rabbit stump. Huh. Rabbit rubbish, stump. Rubbish stump. Rabbit stump. Rubbish stump. Rubbish stump. Rubbish Rubbish stump. Hey, speaking of Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided to retire for a third time. <laughs> uh. This guy God, just keeps just, owning me. You know, he's dead. we got to let him go at this point. By the end of this podcast, he's just going to be beaten into the dirt. He won't be able to get up. Okay, should I go first? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so the main waste in London and in the rest of England in the 18th century was coal dust and human waste. There was a lot of other stuff that was also being used, but because of there wasn't the same level of mass production, there wasn't as much rubbish. So they didn't really have a regular like garbage people who would collect it um, until the 18th century. Around that time, they started collecting it in the forms of, um, they called them scavengers, and they were people who would collect the big pails of human waste in the night, which they called night soil, and then they'd like take it away and put it in a big pit. But in the 18th century, they decided that actually the streets being like unclean and having all this stuff everywhere was actually leading to bad humours and causing miasma in the air to make people sick. You mean it wasn't a laughing matter? Exactly. The humour was Is that like phlegm or is that black bile? What is the bla- the bad humour? I, I don't know which one. So the miasma, I guess black, yeah, probably. Yeah, like coal bile, dust would uh, lead to miasma too. So. Yeah, I mean, it probably made people sick, but not for the reasons they thought really. Mm-hmm. So they invented this thing in 1874, which is called an incineration plant, <laughs> which is an incineration plant. Um, it is a, a big sunflower. Thing. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> they created the first incinerators and they called them destructors. These became incredibly popular because you could get rid of all the rubbish and all it would leave was more dust. <laughs> <laughs> this came with its own problems. In Liverpool... A man tried to sue the council because he owned a bunch of residential properties on the outskirts of Liverpool. Um, And after a while here, they got kind of sick of just collecting these 1,100 pails of human waste and just pouring them into a pit one by one. They were like, that is a lot of effort. It's hard and we want a better way of getting rid of it. So they were like, what if we... What if we buy one of these incinerators? So they bought this incinerator, which is basically four large furnaces around one big chamber in the middle where everything would sort of combust. Um, unfortunately, it had quite a small chimney. It didn't go very high and it was quite broad. So what would happen is the smoke would come out the top and just go into people's houses. Um, the people who lived nearby were very upset. They lived in the houses that were near to the incinerator, and they said that noxious fumes were floating from the incinerator, picking up smallpox from the smallpox hospital next door, um, and then entering their houses, giving them miasma pains and also smallpox. Um, The council said, actually, your houses are just shit and full of damp, and that's what's causing all your respiratory issues. There was a long legal battle, but in the end, it ended up with the council having to pay for a 300-foot chimney in the incinerator so they could release the dust, but higher up, rather than getting just rid of the incinerator. Um, And everyone was very relieved by this. Um, And they kept the incinerator until 1959. And to this day, they still use incinerators. So that is the story of the Liverpool incinerator. Wow. There was never any conclusion on the smallpox. (laughs) I feel like that's super not how it works, right? You know... I'm no, I'm no scientist. Um, mm-hmm. no. Uh, that being said, you I just do, do have a very a... good character, which is a scientist. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I mean, I am doing a master's of science, so I guess I'm a scientist. But I'm not an expert in, in illness. But I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. <laughs> <gasps> master in illness expert. Yeah, that's what they that's what they call them doctors. <laughs> oh yeah. Doctor is the word. Um, Chaz MD. Um, Yeah. You know what? I I it only just clicked for me, like last week, maybe two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. That house MD. Yes. Is like a play on Holmes. Yes. Yes. I didn't get that. It's very good. (laughs) It's very stupid. It's very bad. I like it. But it's like. It's one of those things where it's like you say it in a meeting and someone's like, <laughs> yeah, we can't do that, though. And then no one comes up with something else. It's like, hey, hey Evan, Evan, hey, Evan. Yeah, yeah, what's up, know, what's up? Have you heard of, the, of a little show called Riverdale? Um, yeah, 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 I have. So there's a character on Riverdale named Brett Weston Ellis. <laughs> Sorry? Brett, Brett, West, Brett Weston Ellis, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I'm missing something. Like Brett Easton Ellis. 
Should I know what that the is? The author. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's the author of American Psycho. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You know, wait, can we do that again where I react? <laughs> Sorry. Just start the bit uh, over. Yeah, no, she starts the bit over. Th- that's character on Riverdale. Yeah. Named yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett I know Riverdale. Brett Weston Ellis. <laughs> oh, like Brad Eastern Ellis, the guy yeah. who wrote American yeah. Psycho. Yeah, it's a really funny joke. That is a um, very good joke that I knew. The <laughs> reference point for. Thanks. Uh, Janusz, right, you want to tell your story. garbage yeah. story? <laughs> I forgot that Evan can't read. My okay, garbage let's... story <laughs> is uh, titled Being Garbage. Can't read, won't read. Uh, relatable. Uh, and I, I went a little conceptual on this one. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> name of the year dates to the fall of 1982 and names taped to a dorm room door on an Ivy campus. Dexter Manley, Cornelius Boza Edwards, Baskerville Holmes. The following spring... Hector Macho Camacho was elected the first name of the year. What can we say? The first basketball baskets didn't have holes in the bottom. The first baseball players didn't wear gloves. Men of science believed the earth to be flat. This is from an article on deadspin.com introducing the name of the year bracket 2014. The decades-long tradition of pitting names of real people against each other to determine the best one. These brackets have sparked heated debates amongst its followers. What is even the best name? Why does the pee-pee-poo-poo name win every year? (laughs) Uh, After gaining a following online, the bracket has eventually found its way to Deadspin in 2012, which has remained there uh, until 2019 when Deadspin collapsed onto itself or uh, stick to its politics policy. It was ugly, but that's a different story. We're talking about the 2014 name of the year bracket. Now, a cursory glance over the 2014 bracket reveals such gems as Radiance Ham, mm. Fawaz Was Was, Norman Beavis Many Fingers, and of course, <laughs> the topic of today's presentation Garbage Maximilian Dump. Huh. But who is Garbage? Oh, by the way, Dump is spelled D U M P E. A Dumper. So it's not spelled D R U M P F. Got him. Damn. I'm back. Oh no, I'm retiring again. <laughs> but who is Garbage Maximilian Dump? Luckily, Deadspin has been able to locate him as a freshman member of Michigan State University's golf club. Here's some experts of the here's some excerpts of the interview titled Being Garbage that they conducted with him. Uh, He answers the question about uh, what the story of his name is. Maximilian is an old family name. It was my grandpa's name, actually. My last name, Dampe, is actually a Dutch name. It it is pronounced Dampe. As for Garbage, well, Garbage's first album came out the year before I was born. (laughs) At Uh, least that's what my parents always told me. No, I wasn't bullied much in school. I always went by Max. Sometimes people made fun of my last name, but it wasn't too bad. And when asked about the name of the year bracket, Garbage replied, It's exciting. I would really love to win this. I'm an okay golf player, but I rarely win against players from stronger schools. (laughs) I really feel like I have a shot at winning here, though. Now, unfortunately, Garbage Maximilian Dump lost in the quarterfinals against Seamus Bagelhole, who ended up winning the 2014 bracket. And that's like, I haven't found out much else about him. Um, I did find a Twitter account uh, that seems to belong to him, at GM Dumpe, but it's locked. Mm -hmm. So I sincerely hope he's doing great. And you didn't follow no. That's a shame. <sighs> wow. That's that was it. That was a lovely story. That I did not I had no idea where that was going because I was like, <laughs> oh, the Janosch, you told me about the name of the year thing. Yeah. I know that that's real, but then you took the hard turn and I see where you I saw where you were going. And um it was like the sheep uh got off of my face, you know. Um <laughs> what? I, I removed the wool from my eyes, and okay. uh, yeah, okay. I saw, I saw what the wool's worth. <laughs> okay, and uh, the, the scaled fish fell from your eyes. The scaled mm-hmm. fish, yeah. Um, 
this is really tough. This is really tough because just sort of the idea of someone being named Garbage Dumpe and it like Dumpe or Dumpe is like that being Dutch checks out 100% to me. Garbage being a kid's first name because of the band Garbage also checks out 100% to me. So it's 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 very difficult uh, because it's like, I guess the, the tough part is like, do I think that a family who has people in the bloodline named Maximilian could also be the kind of people who would listen to the band Garbage? <laughs> I mean, if they have good taste, then yeah. If they're so. from a Dutch family, I think... I think because Maximilian would be like a normal Dutch name, I think. I'm just, I'm just like, do you think Maximilian as a name feels like very wealthy? Obviously, because it's got maximum and a million in it. Uh-huh. But like, do you think he was, <laughs> do you think he was royalty? Do you think like this family used to be royalty? Oh, that would be great. There has never been any royalty called Maximilian. Okay. Well, I, I was just, I, I just th- thought it, it, it would be cool if a guy named Garbage uh, was only happy when he reigned. Labored, but worth it. (laughs) I really thought you were going to say uh, someone named Dump couldn't be the leader of a country. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. (laughs) I'm always going up to. No, deeper cuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so the incinerator story, like, so the thing is, it feels feels like a Chaz story. Um, I see. Like it's it's old. It's uh about some weird shit some people did in a small town and <laughs> it like kind of resolved itself. Uh and I feel like that's how most of yours are. Um mm. and so it it it's but the thing that, that makes it feel right to me is that I could see people blaming uh, an incineration plant for smallpox. Um, and Britain seems like the kind of place that would have to do incineration because they don't, I don't, I don't know if Britain would have like the space for like big garbage dumps. Um, oh, we don't. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, you would say that. Um, I mean, our modern solution is to send it to China. So that's true. I mean, I guess there is Swansea. Um, just I don't know if Swansea's <laughs> any good or I just no, that's pretty good. Is that good? good okay, cool, Swansea, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Um, but at the same time, I feel like ya- garbage dump is a very Janosch fake name. This is really difficult. <sighs> I wish I could talk to somebody for help. Um, we can't. We no. don't do that. No, nope. Ma- no next next episode or maybe two episodes from now, we'll have a guest, but. Okay, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna think for like twenty seconds and I'm gonna cut it out of the episode. Okay, I'm gonna time you. Actually, I'm gonna give a time limit okay. on how long you can think. Cool. Okay, I don't need the rest okay. of the time. Okay, um, good. You had seven seconds left. Yeah, I'm gonna say that sh- that Chaz. I I think I think your story is true. Yeah, it's true. Yes. <laughs> oh. I feel I feel vindicated. That that one did actually take like I genuinely like I I like put my head down and was like, okay, I gotta think through this. <laughs> Basically, I realized that the way that Janosch would approach this is mm-hmm. to see the name see garbage dump and think, oh, what if it was garbage dumpe? That's <laughs> 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 like yeah, that's that's just how your brain works. Like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> That actually, like, the the Dumpe thing was, like, a very late addition. Like, I started just with Garbage Dump. Mm. But then I wanted to make it, like, the actual name of the year. Names often have, like, a misspelling uh, right, in yeah, the last yeah. name that makes it sound, like, funny, but it's not quite the exact thing. So, like, that's... Right, right, the, right. That's what I... And the, the Maximilian thing is the other thing. Like, they often have... Like ludicrous first and last name, and then a very normal, or you know, like, like a weird but in a different name, direction. Yeah. Naming your naming your child after the band Garbage is a good idea, though. It's very. Think, good. I think I would do that. Okay. 
Um, right, so two correct guesses on this one. Oh, it might still be a draw. You have to. I'm you have under to very get it right much pressure should... once again. Yeah. Every episode, mm-hmm. like last episode, was a lot of pressure because I had the chance to catch up. Mm. Now it's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is your ch- this is your chance to fall behind again. Um, yeah. And well, so I think figured... fifty fifty chance for that. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> transition music. Uh, so we're talking about clams, aren't we? Yeah, well, mollusks, but yes. Clams. Yes, 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 yes. Mollus, mollusca. This is the story of the time that a bunch of big clams that look like dicks halted all imports and exports out of Vancouver for a full week. So, Uh-hoo. on the west coast of Canada, there is a species of marine bivalve mollusks called Panopia generosa, more commonly known as gooey ducks. However, it's spelled geoducks. Um, it's a Lushutseed, specifically Nisqually word, which either means unknown genitals, although it's not like unknown genitals. It's like it, there's a word there that we don't know, I guess. Okay. Um, and then genitals. Or it means dig deep or both. So it's a fun little double entendre. Uh, so the real story on these bastards is that they look like if a horse's penis was coming out of a clam. And if you don't believe mm. me, look it up because that is a 100% accurate description and you can't tell me it's not. So the way they exist is by digging into the mud and then extending their big dick nose siphon appendages up out of the ground so they can suck in plankton and shoot out waste, which is like the dream. Um <laughs> They can be harvested and eaten, which people tend to do. And as of 2011, they were sold for $15 per pound, though because of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, it's dropped pretty significantly, unfortunately. And they're prized for their savory flavor and crunchy texture, just like chips in a sandwich. Yeah, putting them in a sandwich, that's delicious. Mm -hmm. They're also seen as a, there's a, they're seen as a delicacy and an aphrodisiac because they, look like penises and that's how that works um ah doctrine of signatures yeah yeah you know when you you just shove a whole hot dog down your mouth and you're like i'm ready to fuck um yes yes, we've all been there uh but over a hundred years ago in the year of our lord 1901 they lived up to their identity and were huge dicks So basically what happened is that in the winter of 1900, a large number of these gooey ducks had burrowed under Vancouver Port's largest shipping dock. Normally, they reside far enough away that their digging isn't really a problem, but due to increased waste dumpage on their normal breeding and feeding grounds over the past decade, they had been forced to very slowly migrate to a place where people hadn't been putting waste, which is, you know, where they import and export goods. So now it's in spring of 1901, and all of a sudden, Friday afternoon, April 22nd, on Conover Pier, the largest and primary pier, uh, it it just started sinking. And as a particularly heavy shipment was being unloaded, the entire front eight meters of the pier just basically imploded. So the pier was deemed unsafe after an entire unloading crew was injured in the collapse. Fortunately, nobody died, but they had to shut down all boat-based trade coming into that pier until they could reinforce it and rebuild the part that had fallen into the water. And basically, so when divers went down to investigate, they found a shitload of gooey ducks had burrowed right under the pier foundations, causing them to become unstable. And after a week, imports and exports were able to be fully restarted because they mobilized basically everyone they could to fix this issue, and they also rerouted boats to nearby port cities and all that. Um, But alas, they had been sunk by their own careless waste disposal and some big fat watercocks. Oof. Wow. Damn. This is a highly relatable story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I imagine. I'm shook. That was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, gooey ducks are fucking wild. Oh, sorry, I I forgot to include um, what is it? Collective noun for gooey mm-hmm. ducks. Mm. Do you want to guess what it is? Well, you keep saying gooey ducks. Yeah, but I'm guessing it's not that gooey dukai. No, 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 not like the plural, but oh, like, like like the group. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, like a flock or parliament or whatever. <gasps> I would have guessed flock, but apparently yeah. not. Um, a congealment. <laughs> Janusz? 
Um, <laughs> an orgy. An orgy oh. of gooey ducks. That's very good. Um, no, it's a bag. Oh, okay. I don't like that. Real ba- bag of dicks moment there. I <laughs> yeah, guess. exactly. Is that where it comes from? I think so. <laughs> a bag of ducks. All right, let's hear your story, Chaz. All right, Chaz, let's hear it. Okay, well, my story, I'm I'm hating that I apparently have a pattern with my stories. <laughs> um, but this story is about muscles. <laughs> it's a muscles. small town in the 1600s in France. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Iowa in the 1800s. Okay, close enough. <laughs> um, so the first thing I've got to tell you, which is a piece of information I was helpfully informed of in my research was that a clam is a chemically driven shell full of salty flesh that exists to procreate, which I'm sure we all can relate to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, this is a story of the muscle boom of the late 1800s, early 1900s, 1910. There once was a guy, and his name was John Boipel, who was German. I probably said that wrong, I'm sorry. (laughs) How do you say it? How do you spell it? B-O-E-P-P-L-E. B O E P P L E. Buppler. Buppler. Well, that's better. John Buppler, who moved to Iowa in order to make his fortune in the new world. Um, but unfortunately, John was a random German guy and no one would lend him money to start his business. And, it, and they didn't really want him to achieve his dreams, apparently. So John was like, what if I. What if I use my new method that I've created of putting holes in things? And I take a bunch of mussels out the river and I turn them into buttons. He was like, well, but mussels, you know, they're quite shiny. They're quite pretty. If you cut a little hole in the mussel shell and put holes in it, that would make a really nice button. Um, and suddenly this took off and everyone was buying these buttons. And it was great because buttons are accessible to a much larger audience who would normally not get buttons. <laughs> or not <laughs> buttons that were like made of wood. Um, this was bad news for the mussels who... who Yep. Like very quickly became incredibly endangered um, in the Mississippi. Um, to quote Mike Davis, a muscle biologist, they quickly depleted the muscle resource by making buttons out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Boopler's business began to get bigger and bigger. Eventually, um, there were so many people harvesting mussels and also looking for pearls, which sometimes happen in mussels, that they started polluting all the drinking water and uh, they had to start having police patrolling all the sort of muscle grounds. Eventually, Boopler eventually had like 53 button cutting shops of his own. Um, and people people started going, huh, we're sort of losing a lot of muscles. The muscles are becoming endangered. Um, should, we, should we do something about this? But they didn't. Um, Boopler went in front of Congress and supported a bill called the Dingley Bill that let him set up even more factories along the Mississippi to produce buttons. Luckily... It was all saved when plastic came along and people started making plastic buttons, which destroyed the button industry that came from muscles, but saved many muscle lives. <laughs> Unfortunately for Butler, he was also terrible at business um, and he refused to automate because he loved to just do everything by hand like a real craftsman. So he died basically penniless, but created many jobs in his lifetime. And for that, we remember him. And this is the story of the muscle buttons. Aww. Do you think he got do you think he got an award? Um I think there is a plaque dedicated to him in Iowa. Okay, cool cuz I figured for uh all that muscle removal he might have gotten atrophy. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <Adam>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the plastic. The plastic industry came to muscle him out, yeah. so he can yeah, yeah, he yeah. can hang around too long. Yannis, you got one? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still recovering from that. It's okay. <laughs> I, I thought maybe you'd want to rebuff me, but no. Um, I'm good. Uh, okay. okay. Hmm. Time to think. It's the moment of truth. Time to think. Ask us some. Ask us some questions. Three, and we will give answers to ye. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Um, what do these buttons, like, how how should I imagine them? Um. Well, if you see shell buttons on stuff, that's see basically what they look like. So it's like yeah. the entire shell of the, of the muscle, basically. No, it's just like a circle, but it's like shiny okay. and quite thin. 
Okay, so he like carved it into. Yeah, into he got the bit thing. that's like the inner bit that's all like uh, glossy and like iridescent. Okay. Um, how big were they? I, I guess they came in a variety okay. of sizes, probably <laughs> depending sense. on the garment. <laughs> I'm just trying to make a mental image of of an industry based on like muscle buttons. Some would call it a strong industry. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what if there was anything unclear in Evan's story. Oh, that I. I feel like I have a good idea of which of these I believe, and I might make a fool of myself, but... We'll see. Do you want to... Would you like to interrogate me before you make your final decision? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. So, Hmm. did they make a big deal out of this this mishap being like dick-shaped things, or is it just... Like, what is the press coverage of that? I didn't, well, I didn't look at the press coverage. I would, like, it's, I don't know, it's the kind of thing where it's like, everyone knows what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, there would probably be some, like, pithy headlines, but no one's allowed to talk about it. Um, mm. Like, uh, some, something about members of mm-hmm. the dive team or something like that. Yeah. Um, or people in the bar saying, hey, your your wife should go down in the area to get them. I hear she's a big fan. I, that, I don't know if that's how people from Vancouver speak, but probably <laughs> probably isn't. Actually, Chaz, why were the buttons like so expensive before muscles? Um, I feel I'm like, not sure. I feel like wooden buttons should be like pretty easy to make. Yeah, I think they were. I just think they break a lot. Um, and I'm not sure... I mean, I guess they had like drills that could put holes in mm-hmm. things without them snapping. But I think they were just hard to mass produce and weren't very attractive. So I guess they didn't have like shell buttons before. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know this because because the the trick is once again here that this muscle story, like in the like as you said, it's a classic chess story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it also. Feels believable to me. Yeah. Well, all the Chaz stories are believable. That's yeah. part of the. Uh... <laughs> if you just tell the same believable story over and over again and change the details slightly, mm-hmm. like yeah, you're no, good. the last one that was the last one that was the super unbelievable turned out to be true. So, which one was that? Bees. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was bullshit. <laughs> Bee funerals. No, it's true. It's good. <laughs> I don't. I don't know when plastic came around otherwise it seems like believable that there would be an industry or that 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 there would be a boom of like muscle buttons 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 (laughs) 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 yeah i think the muscle story is true yeah it's true hell yeah yeah (laughs) damn we have to make these harder I think, uh, yeah, okay. Let's let's do that. Let's make them oh. harder. <laughs> We're trying to make them hard. Like, <laughs> I think it's just we got to get some more people in there. You know, mm. we're trying just... to. Yeah, we're starting to like know each other's like storytelling tricks. Yeah, because the thing we've, about we've like... delve too deep into the mind of the uh, the psychology of yeah. the individual. You know, I'm gonna I think drop what... a picture of a gooey duck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was what I was gonna. Ooh. Jesus Christ, that looks yeah. disgusting. I'm gonna drop a picture of a uh, bigger one. No. What does it taste like? It's crunchy. Good texture. Mm. How is it crunchy? It looks Oh Jesus oh my Christ. God. Okay. But that looks that less looks like disgusting. That looks more like an actual animal. Yeah. That looks less direct. He's pretty pretty happy holding that. Yeah. <laughs> he also looks like a guy I know. Like the guy, not the not the <laughs> oh man okay so i we all came out of that um getting them right so that's exciting um yeah so the score is now tool 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 yeah tool this is great audio yeah no we're doing (laughs) we've had multiple points in this episode where we're just saying we're just like saying sounds yeah that, uh, that's podcasting yeah that's, that is podcasting oh, now this that's is what podcasting. I call podcasting yeah <laughs> um 
cool, right. cool, is, cool. Is that to wrap on this episode? Uh, yeah, unless we want to, I mean, we like to do a little debrief, but we went kind of long, so yeah, I think we'll just wrap long. it up. Um, uh, find, find my podcast, Pizza My Heart, where podcasts are found. I uh, talk about instant food and music. Find my personal music, if, you, if I mean, if you like the, the theme song or whatever. Um, Evan DM, Spotify, and iTunes, and all that shit. Janosch? <laughs> That's, so uh, that's me passing now. it to you to to plug. Yeah, just say you have we, podcasts. We, we have podcasts. Uh, we just started a new one. Oh my god! Which <laughs> oh will god. be up by the time this episode is up. If you like David Lynch, uh, check out Lynchpin, where we talk once a month. Talk with me and Chaz with our friend Jen from the Age of Pots fame and Alec of previously having lived with Charlotte fame. Yeah. Uh, we talk about my it. friend Alec. He's good. Yeah, we talk about the David um, Lynch movie once a month. It's fun. Yeah, last week we did. Well, this week we did a Razorhead, which was a lot of fun to talk about. Very gooey movie. On the on the Charlotte gooey score, mm-hmm. it gets like at least an eight. How are you spelling gooey? By the way, um, not the not like not the way of gooey duck, yeah. but it's um, G O O I gooey. Yeah. Also, check out FunkoPop.Streams. The, the website oh where can, I mean, that's not where you can find them <laughs> by the time this episode comes out I imagine they'll be done <laughs> there'll be like 50 hours of Funko Pop content don't you don't have to you don't have to do that um, my email if you want to send me hate mail um... <laughs> <laughs> bringing up gmail on my phone right now uh, send it to uh, uh, ducksinblack at live.co.uk that's my that's my old throwaway mail account so what is that one more time yeah uh, ducksinblack at live.co.uk no live.com yeah okay I got you be sure to insult me and my family <laughs> <laughs> say a few slurs and then go on give it a go I, I'm doing it <laughs> <laughs> um, and sent. The... I hope I sent it to the right one. <laughs> nice. Um, check out. Can you check uh, the podcast? Yes. Okay. Check out the podcast network. Um, uh, good episode productions, yeah. and just listen to all of the Which podcasts. This is on part there. of, I assume. Probably. Yeah. 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 Check um, out the Age of Pod. Check out who watches the watch. Check out the Song of Babies and Puppies, and check out Fred Says Fuck. Yeah. Good stuff. I think it's all of them. Yeah, I'm. This is this is the end. I'm just waiting to. St- I'm just gonna tag on Chaz's reaction <laughs> to the email. <laughs> That's good, actually. Okay, okay, yeah. Do you do you want to read it out loud? Um, it says "gooey fuck yourself, idiot," <laughs> or "geo fuck yourself, idiot," depending on the uh, pronunciation we're yeah. going with. Perfect. Glad. Um, Glad we waited around for that one. Okay. Yeah, both of them appreciated. Um. Thank you for listening to 5050 Chaz. I hope you join us next time when we may or may not have a guest. If not, we will tell the same stories over and over again (laughs) until we literally die. Um, And bye. Bye. Chaz it up. Chaz it up. Keep on chazzing in the free world. Keep on chazzing. been listening to a good episode productions network podcast see the website for more details